0: Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to this uh, Cinco de Mayo episode of the podcast called The Dictionary. Um, Americans like to celebrate Cinco de Mayo in very uh, non-respectable ways, so we are going to do this the respectable way by reading some English-American words. Uh, The first word is bereave, B-E-R-E-A-V-E. It is a transitive verb from before the 12th century. One, to deprive of something, usually used with the word of, as in, Madame, you have bereft me of all words. That is from Shakespeare. Uh, You will notice that bereft is not bereave, but we will be getting to bereft soon. So you will learn what that means. Number two, to take away a valued or necessary possession, especially by force. And we are going to move on to bereaved. It is the first form. It is an adjective from 1799, suffering the death of a loved one. Now we have the second form of bereaved. It is a noun from 1815, one who is bereaved. So it is the person who is doing the bereaving. Um, Now we have bereavement. This is a very uplifting episode, isn't it? Uh, Bereavement is a noun from circa 1731, the state or fact of being bereaved, especially the loss of a loved one by death. You know, death is something that we don't talk about enough, and I think we should. So. And on that note, let's say bereft, B-E-R-E-F-T. It is an adjective from 1565, 1A, deprived or robbed of the possession or use of something, usually used with the word of, as in, both players are instantly bereft of their poise, and that is from A-E-Weir, W-I-E-R. Next is 1B, lacking something needed, wanted, or expected, used with the word of, again, as in the book is completely bereft of an index, and that was the end of the sentence, and that is from the Times Lit Sup. Number two synonym is bereaved, as in a bereft mother. So that was the crossover, bereaved and bereft. Now we have bere, B-E-R-E-T, something that I don't think I probably look very good in. This is a noun from 1827. A visorless, usually woolen cap with a tight headband and a soft, full, flat top. Oh, look at that wonderful thing you're wearing with a tight headband and a soft, full, flat top. I shall call it a beret. This is a French word from Gascon. What's Gascon? Is that like a language? G-A-S-C-O-N. Uh, that word, beret, with two R's, from the old Occitan, uh, which means cap. Maybe it. they have the same word. And there is more at the word Beretta, B-I-R-E-T-T-A. And now we have Berg, B-E-R-G, noun from 1818. We have the synonym Iceberg. Next is Bergamot. Berg, Bergamot, I think that's how it's pronounced. B-E-R-G-A-M-O-T. Noun from 1650. One, a pear-shaped orange of a Mediterranean tree having a rind that yields an essential oil used especially in perfumery, also this oil. I enjoy doing this podcast because other than reading through the words once, I don't read the definitions. Before I hit record, I read through the words now to make sure that I generally have an idea of how to pronounce them, but... I am basically blind as to what's coming, um, especially when it comes to words that I'm not familiar with, like bergamot. Um, I, I enjoy just getting to it and then reading what it is and being basically completely shocked as if it's a word I don't know. I mean, it could be anything. It literally could be anything in the world. Um, and you know, sometimes it's weird uh, scientific concepts or something that I can't wrap my brain around. And sometimes it's religious things, because this book has a lot of Catholic stuff in there, and sometimes it's fruit and plants, and it's just been very interesting. Sorry, I had to say that. Okay, number two for bergamot. Any of several mints, and compare to the uh, synonym wild bergamot. The genus name for the mints is monarda, and I forgot to say that the scientific name for this Mediterranean tree from number one is citrus Arontium bergamia. next is berger, B-E-R-G-E-R-E, it is a noun from 1762, an upholstered armchair of an 18th century style having an exposed wood frame, this is French, literally means shepherdess, which is the feminine of berger, which it means shepherd, so that's the male version, berger means shepherd, uh, from Old French Bergier, from New Latin berbecarius, from Latin vervec or vervex, vervex, Berbex. Wow, so many ways to say that word. Uh, that means weather, w-e-t-h-e-r. <clears throat> Moving on to beribboned. It is an adjective from 1853, adorned with ribbons. Next is beriberi, b-e-r-i twice. It is a noun from 1703 a deficiency disease marked by inflammatory or degenerative changes of the nerves digestive system and heart and caused by a lack of a lack of or inability to assimilate thiamine S- does not sound fun this is from a sinhalese word beriberi um now we have burk b e r k noun from uh 1836 it is british and it means fool and there is a there's a naughty word coming up because this is looks like it's related to british uh that sort of rhyming dialect that they have it says it's probably short for berkeley or berkshire which means hunt and that is rhyming slang that's what they call it rhyming slang uh, that is rhyming slang for cunt. So if you you can make the connection if you want. Moving on to Berkeleyan, capital B E R K E L E I A N, or you could spell it with a Y instead of an I. This is an adjective from 1813 of relating to or suggestive of Bishop Berkeley or his system of philosophical idealism. Berkeleyan is a noun, and Berkeleyanism is a noun. Next, we have, ah, uh, so the last one was Barclian. This is Berkeleyum, uh, there's an M. Noun from 1950, a radioactive metallic element produced artificially as by bombarding, um, uh, oh, this word, immerse, amer, americium, uh, it's the element that sort of looks like the word America, americium. All right, let's start the parentheses over again. As by bombarding americium-241 with alpha particles. And then it says to see the element table. Okay, moving on to Berkshire, capital B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, noun from 1831, any of a breed of medium-sized black swine with white markings. And they are from Berkshire, England. Next we have Berm, B-E-R-M, noun from 1704, One. A narrow shelf path or ledge typically at the top or bottom of a slope also a mound or wall of earth or sand and that is the end of that sentence as in a landscaped berm number two the shoulder of a road this is from French berm from D which I think might be Dutch berm which means strip of ground along a dike akin to the Middle English brim B-R-I-M-M-E, which means brim. Next is Bermuda bag. Two words. The first B is capitalized. It is... It's a noun. I knew it was a noun, but I couldn't see the N. A noun from 1979. A round or oval-shaped handbag with a wooden handle and removable cloth covers. This is from Bermuda Islands. The Bermuda Islands in the North Atlantic. And then finally in this episode, we have Bermuda grass, capital B E R M U D A, and then the word grass. It is a noun from 1808, a creeping, creeping, stoloniferous, stoloniferous southern European grass, often used as a lawn and pasture grass. And the scientific name is Cynodon dactylon. Ooh, that sounds like a robot robot's name or alien's name in a sci-fi movie or tv show Cynodon Dactylon Um, okay we are going to pick I had one in my mind and now I don't know where it went Um, I'm gonna pick Bergamot as the word of the episode because that was the one where I uh, uh, had this thought of how why I one of the reasons why I like doing this that is going to be it for this episode. Thank you very much. Celebrate Cinco de Mayo in a healthy way, maybe by yourself, maybe make a margarita or something at home, make some tacos. Um, again, I hope this is not offensive in any way, but you know, I love that food, so I'll eat it whenever I want. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.